We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Welcome to our first episode. We've affectionately dubbed this Married to Real Estate. So through a series of questions, I think we're going to figure out if it's worse to be married to a real estate agent or an attorney. So I'm going to kick it to you guys to introduce yourselves. Oh, sure. You want to go ahead, Sean? Uh, I'm Sean Shulgin. I'm married to Lisa, and I uh, am a broker for Mustang Realty Group. Uh, I am Lisa Shulgin. I work for Lawyer's Title, and I am the attorney of the group, of our group, <laughs> of our pair. My name is Detna Guam. I also am a real estate agent here in Dallas with the Dare Network, uh, and I'm married to Brandy. Hey, guys. Brandy Guam. I'm the director of operations, and I'm also an attorney at Lawyer's Title. Um, I'm going to kick it over to you guys to talk about, you know, your careers, your kids. Give us a background. Sure. Ladies first. Okay. Well, so I actually started um, my career after law school practicing law and um, traveled quite a bit doing litigation, defense litigation. And when I realized that I could no longer do that once we had kids, um, I met some people with lawyer's title and it seemed like a really good fit for me to be able to have a family um, and continue working as an attorney. Um, so I've been with lawyer's title now, gosh, it's been like 10 years. And um, I have done a few different things throughout the time there, but now I am um, solely focused on our sales team support. And then I do our education program. So it's nice because I can use my legal background um, and hopefully help some realtors out as we teach our classes and talk about contracts and legal issues and, and keep your husband on track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sean? So grew up in a real estate family after attending SMU here in Dallas. I started doing oil and gas, uh, but had a real estate license. This is in the late nineties and uh, was ended up making more money doing a side hustle of doing real estate than working for corporate America. And so 2002, we started Mustang Realty and have been doing it ever since. Okay, so tell me about Mustang. Are you doing just sales? Are you doing property management? Talk a little bit we about are that. a boutique company. So we don't, I, I never had a aspiration to have, you know, 300 agents and, and be a broker for 300 agents. I just wanted to keep it small and kind of do my own thing. So we're boutique, but uh, we do uh, sales, leasing, uh, and we, we, our primary focus lately has been, uh, you know, residential property management and HOA management. We've got several hundred properties we manage. So that's, that takes up a bulk of our time. And, and uh, yeah, so it's been, it's not, not what we intended to get into, but it's something we have, uh, you know, grown and it's been uh, very successful for us. Very cool. And when did you guys have your kids? So our oldest is 10. So I had, we had our first right before I started the lawyer's title. And then our, our younger just turned eight. Oh, fine. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about you guys. Give us your give us your scoop. Go first, Brandy. Um, so I have been with Lawyer's Title now, going on seven years. Um, same thing, Lisa. I, when I graduated law school, I kind of went into the litigation world. Um, spent a ton of time in the courtroom. Got a little burnout on that. Decided to come back to Dallas and randomly landed in real estate. Um, was looking at houses with an agent who is now one of my best friends. And he said, why don't you go work for my title company? I'm like, I don't know anything about real estate. As a matter of fact, I think that was my least favorite class in law school. What am I going to do at a title company, right? Um, and then you just kind of find your way in the industry. And we always say, like, once you get in, you're never getting out. So true. Right? And so now it's been 
six, seven years with lawyers and taken on a lot of different roles and just kind of watched the company grow so much over the last few years. So it's been really fun. And she loves real estate because clearly she couldn't she bring away because she, she married her real estate. Right. right. I mean, they never, it never lets you go. Right. <laughs> He's super persistent. Whatever you guys train in, it really obviously pays off. So we're at the end of the day, we're salesmen, right? We're going to, we want to help people. <laughs> I honestly, before, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, go, please. I always said, I always feel like realtors can sell. If you, if you're in sales, you can sell anything, you yeah. know? If you're good at what you're selling, so yeah. go ahead. Well, and it's, some, it's something of importance as well. Right. And we're not just going to sell anything, but I know what you mean. So my quick history is graduated from Baylor, got out of school, had no idea what I wanted to do. It's uh, around 2000. We started around the same time. I can't believe I'm saying 20 years now almost. It's crazy. Friend of mine was a commercial realtor. Or sorry, friend's father was a commercial realtor in Austin. Say, go get your license. Go do residential in Dallas. If it works out great. If it doesn't, move to Austin. You can come work for me. 21 or whatever, that sounded like a pretty good plan. Started doing residential, started taking. I was like, okay, I can do this um, so well that I didn't sell a house in my first six months. <laughs> Figured some things that helped. Yeah. And then now today, fast forward, uh, 09, I went from an individual agent, started building a team. Um, my model is just a little different uh, than Sean's. I focus on building a team and mainly residential sales. Uh, so we have a large team now here in Dallas and cover the whole DFW Metroplex. You That's know, it in short. It's funny that you say 20 years in this business because I feel like I look at y'all and I think y'all are so young, but y'all really have I mean, been doing this young. for a long time. And y'all have seen a lot in 20 years. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's always interesting. Some of your agents or people joining brokerages haven't been through some of the crashes. Like this is their right. market, right? This insanity going on. Um, and we always laugh about it because we're like, just wait a couple of years. Like it's Change. not, it's not quite as easy to sell a house when it's not, you know, crazy like it's been. Yeah. yeah. 20 offers, two days. Yeah. It's wild right now. Um, so we have a four-year-old about to be five in September. So we're starting to figure out where we're going to put him in school, which is always a fun topic. Um, yeah. and how do you feel? And go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, I'm just saying, how do you feel like you were able to, well, you have another child too. So let's, let's talk about that one too. Let's not, let's not, <laughs> let's not forget the COVID baby. Right? right. So we have a one-year-old that was born in January of last year. So kind of the beginning of the shutdown. Um, my maternity leave was crazy because it was like, we're going to take a couple of months off. And then just kidding, COVID hit and everything shut down and everybody's at home, including my four-year-old who's crazy. So that was a really fun, both of us working from home. Right. Um, just so you know, Denton talks super loud on the phone. He puts his little headphones in and he yells and I'm like, shh, shh. I'm like, I'm on the phone too. Um, so both of us working at home with the baby and the four-year-old yep. was quite the time. I got relegated upstairs. He did. He got kicked up to the top well, you have of the to house. Have your space. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that's been fun. It's been wild, you know, having having little ones and being in this industry and having all the obligations we obviously have. Well, but. that's what I was wondering, especially because y'all's are smaller than ours, not much smaller, but like how do you how do you juggle it all, having little ones and having full time careers? Well, I think we leverage <laughs> wherever we can. Yep. Um, you know, neither one of us like to cook, things like that. I mean, you probably enjoy it more than I do, but we do meal deliveries. We do things like that. Right. Um, we've hired personal assistants to 
do things for us during the week, like yeah. take our laundry, go do returns. I mean, minute stuff. But Some of the simple stuff. Stuff we don't have time to do right. so we can spend time with the kids when we get home. But I think at any rate, whether it's dual careers or individual career, when you start adding things to your life like kids, two kids, the amount of time you have to focus towards whatever it is that you want, personal life, hobbies, work, shrinks. Yeah. And when it shrinks, when I was individual agent, not married, no kids, I had 12 hours to work. Today, effectively, I've got about two to three hours because the other three hours are with my team. And then after that, I'm kids and then family and husband and then trying to squeeze in anything for us. Yeah, yeah. which is hard, right? I mean, yeah. that's... So you got to get really, really super. efficient and effective with the time you do use and make sure you're spending it on the right stuff. Right. Yeah. That, that honestly, I think is the, the secret. Definitely. And we divide and conquer a lot too, you know? Yeah, you have We to. don't, um, you know, real estate events. It's like, if it's important, we'll both go and we'll get a sitter, but usually just one of us goes, um, just depending on what it is. But I will say Denton's like awesome and being the one that like puts our kids down every single night. It gives me some time to go back and get on my computer and get some stuff done that I didn't get done during the day. Um, so we just kind of, you know, And I think the other conquer. thing too is that we've deleted some stuff from our calendar. Like for me, some of the stuff that I used to do in the past, those events aren't necessarily as important as they are now. I'm sorry, as they were then, as they are now. Right, right. Right, so I don't need to go to those anymore. Yeah. I mean, basically, when you have kids, like your whole life is about your kids, right? So <laughs> we get up every Saturday morning and take these kids to swim at 8 a.m. And my friends are like, every Saturday? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's good for them. It's what they like to do. It's, you know, your focus just shifts. The but next right. step is an Oculus. Apparently, yeah. tell us about this Oculus. I want to know. Gosh. It's like a, it literally is a whole nother world. I walked in the other day and my kids have these things on in there. You know, you can't. Are they cutting the block? Well, I have no idea what they're doing. They see what they're doing, but it's really actually funnier to watch as a parent watching them maneuver through these worlds. But um, it's, it's our fun. modern day babysitter, right? Because we were just talking before, like, what do you do with your kids during the summer? And you said, we get an Oculus. I mean, it's a total juggling act. Fortunately, I, I think, you know, Sean has had a lot of flexibility through his career. I have gained flexibility with lawyer's title. I mean, before, before practicing law, I mean, I had no flexibility. But fortunately, um, we have a, a, a nice bit of flexibility. And, and my thought is, you know, you get your job done whether it's at 10 in the morning or 10 at night, you know, luckily we're flexible and we can get our job done almost any time of day. But as yeah. long as you get your job done, then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're essentially available 24 hours a day, right? We have calls from agents, whether it's starting at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. On the weekends, we're talking on the phone, um, trying to help you guys get deals done. Whether you listen to us or not is always a toss up. But I think that that's the beauty of our company is that, you know, they've allowed us to have that flexibility and they're really big on work-life balance right. and you know we have a young company we have a lot of people having babies i was just in our first co-location and feel like we got all these maternity leaves coming um, but i think we do a good job of accommodating that and really making sure it's a priority for the women in our company and yeah. the men we've had we've had some guys take off for some paternity leave also so i agree so should we spill some tea oh my god <laughs> well first let's talk about this spilling yeah, the this tea <clears throat> so we're clearly too old to be having this as our um podcast name right because nobody knew what it meant one of our sales reps actually picked it um what do you guys think spilling the tea means sean what do you think it means i well you told me what it means <laughs> but what did you think I before asked, i thought it was a play on words but i thought it was just you know i don't know uh, well i thought since in celebration of the fourth of july weekend 
I thought it was something to do with the Boston Tea Party, <laughs> but that shows you how old I am. I'm going back to <laughs> 1776 or whatever year that was, the Boston right. Tea Party. But yeah, so I mean, that's that's how out of touch <clears throat> I am. I was thinking it was something colonial. Um, that's so funny, right? Like we have this really funny meme as our name and none of us actually yeah. do. But I think our goal is to talk about all things realtor life, things that can help our business, maybe things that we resources that we've never thought about. So we're going to, we're going to spill some tea. Let's yeah. go. We're going to have some fun interactions. You want to talk about these general topics or do you want to yeah. go into like the fun stuff? Okay, cool. So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? You know, I, I didn't know uh, when I first started that I'd be making a career out of this. I mean, honestly, I, I definitely did not know uh, that we would be hitting cycles like we hit with the recession. And I mean, we go back uh, when I first started, we didn't have cell phones. Or we did, but they were plugged into your car. So if you wanted to get a hold of somebody, I mean, you didn't have to be accountable 24-7, uh, which I think that uh, is a blessing and a curse in disguise because everybody feels like they need it right now and they can get a hold of you. Uh, and then, you know, but I mean, the amount of text messages and phone calls and voicemails and emails that I get per day uh, are just sometimes overwhelming. And sometimes you just got to take a breath. And I think that that is something that as you kind of matriculate through any career, you learn how to save time. And if you want to spend it with your family, I mean, where, you know, years ago, we probably would have gone to the golf course for four hours. Uh, these days, you know, we don't, I, I don't play golf. What I was terrible at it anyways. So this is probably a good thing. <laughs> you retired from golf. But I, reti I did retire from golf. And so, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, but I, I just think that uh, if I would have known how innovative things would have become that, you know, with everything, the advent or, or obviously, progression of the internet, uh, that, yeah. you know, most of the clients can instantaneous look up stuff and call me and say, Hey, look, i see this house that's available over here. And unfortunately in the last year, that house that just came on the market that day probably already has 20 right. offers on it. Right. But, uh, that being said, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of, uh, also like trying to find properties. We had to look up what's called a maps go, which was like an old map and make sure that you found your way. We didn't have navigation in our cars. So yeah, you used to have to like print off your way you're going to go yeah. like here's our first house here's our map here yeah. and here yeah yeah did you have to pick up keys at brokerages too i've heard that i mean i don't know if that you probably were younger than that no i'm not that old not yeah. that old it's not, not <laughs> no that. but i mean i've heard so if there was ever an option on you know can you go get it out of a lot box or agent to meet uh, and go pick it up at the office. You usually just didn't show that unit. It's too much, too much trouble to go buy somebody <laughs> else's guy if you're too lazy to go meet me at the, yeah Forget so it. yeah yeah that's funny. Yeah. What about you, Denton? What's one thing you wish you would have known? There's so many, but I would probably obviously echo everything you just said. But specifically for me, just understanding uh, the, how to run a business. I got into it just to sell a house and thought that's what I was doing. Not knowing that I was getting into actually how to build a, a business. And I didn't have any business acumen prior to this. My parents were in the medical field, nurse and doctor. Uh, Baylor, I just got a general degree in business. It didn't really prepare me on how to run a business. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that would probably be the one thing I really would have wished I would have jumped in uh, earlier in my career on how to run a business. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, you bring up a really good point because I feel like, you know, we all go to school and we focus on a certain area. And I think at least our goal was always to be more entrepreneurial in spirit, you yeah. know, and, and, um, and, but you don't learn that in school. No. I mean, it's all on the job training. Yes. And I mean, for you too, it's been, you've had a progression of how you've 
kind of have built what you've built. But I mean, even with your property management, it used to be all Excel spreadsheets, you know, and then investing in, in some technology to, to grow. But it's, you don't learn any of that stuff when you're in school. No, it's trial by fire, essentially. Or there are a handful of people you can go that have been ahead of you that will help you out a little bit. But at the end of the day, and in general, real estate, as far as the real estate agent brokerage side, has always been quite behind in technology to begin with, right? In comparison yeah. to other industries. So we had that going against us. Okay, so you said trial by fire. Yeah. What is like one fire? What's one mistake or failure that you had that you feel like, oh God, had, you know, really learned from that situation? <laughs> How long is the show? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Same, but. Um, you know, just because we, I would say normally top producing agents move really fast. And when you move really fast, you don't dot I's and cross T's. And there's multiple times where I just kind of, for lack of a better term, flew by the seat of my pants and it cost me. I mean, I can get into details where it cost me money. I had to pay somebody's earnest, had to pay somebody's option. Oh my gosh, I forgot this. Right. Okay. Yes, I know. Here's a fridge. Just little things like that. Yeah. Right. Um, you just, you move really fast and understanding, and this goes back to the business acumen to run a true business. You need certain people running certain parts of the business operations, lead generation, the sales team, etc. because you can't, you'll spread yourself too thin if you don't. Yeah. Right. So many mistakes in there, but at the end of the day, just not really paying attention to dotting the I's and crossing the T's. How's your attorney wife feel about you not <laughs> dotting your I's and Stress crossing your he, T's? I will say the five years we've been married, he's gotten a lot better. I've gotten better. But a that's because I'm not in full-blown sales right now. No, I think he's done a really good job of hiring the right people. You know, when we talk about- That too, 100%. We talk about selling real estate and being an attorney and all these important things, but I think like managing people and being, you know, being, it's a people business and like coming, that really seriously is the core of what we do. And I don't think college teaches you that at all. Right. Like that's definitely no. on the job training. The Just whole figuring, new Yeah. How to communicate and get, you know, people motivated and continue to motivate them, especially in this kind of market. I know we all struggle with that in our companies is everybody is just burning out, right? Because we're just doing so much business um, every month. And I mean, we're so thankful for that, right? But right. like, we're not seeing kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Or at least we're not, I know. Um, so I think that's, that's huge. I think you've hired the right people, which, yeah, is, which is great. But delegating is always good. Yeah. If it's not something you're strong at. What about you? Mistakes? I, you know, it, mistakes are going to be made and I'm still making those today. I think that my you know, we, we had talked about that question before the show. And my biggest thing was that I still, I, I grew up in a small town where if you shook somebody's hand and looked them in the eye kind of scenario, which as yeah. a lawyer, that that's, that's as bad as not crossing your, your, <laughs> your eyes or dotting your T's. That's right. It is, it is one of those things that I like have, have paid out of my pocket for like homeowners associations. We manage for their insurance and then they had some kind of dispute or something like that. And I risk not getting paid back. And that would be something as a younger agent getting in the business or somebody trying to grow their new group or whatever, is that you got to have stuff in writing. I mean, I'm at a point now where we're successful enough, thank God, that, you know, I can I can weather the storm on. a. I mean, I'm not going to go take on one hundred thousand dollars in debt for somebody without some kind of contract. But, you know, five thousand dollars here or something to that effect, which would be earnest money or, mm -hmm. or uh, somebody's insurance policy for the year. And if I if I risk not getting paid back because I don't have it in writing, that's my my fault. And I think that that is a that is a mistake that I still deal with 
uh, that I'm trusting and that the fact that if, you know, again, but if, if I shake somebody's hand, it, it gets done whether I make a mistake or not. And unfortunately, people out there just aren't like that. And so people that tell you, promise you the world or, or don't promise you the world and you just take it upon yourself to do the right thing and you, you, you risk getting burned. So I think that that would be the one thing that I would change or that I regret is that I have that mentality and it's still this hard for me to work through sometimes. Well, and I think you, like you said, you grew up with family in real estate and they did, they closed deals on a handshake. Yep. And so you, that's what you grew up watching. Right. And so ideally you would want everyone to act that way, but they don't. Sure. Yeah. As attorneys, we're like, put everything in writing. Everything in writing. I Put know. it in emails. If you get off the phone, follow up with an email going over your conversation because you will yeah, get sued. Even you having it in writing doesn't mean that people aren't going to, you know, renege on doing Absolutely. stuff. And then you have to get the attorneys involved, which I've never but been in a lawsuit. So I, I can't, I'm, I'm giving you hypotheticals, but at the same time, you know, you just got to like, you surround yourself with good people and, you know, and, and, and just like you said, get it in writing. Yeah, for sure. So, Sean, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? You know, uh, akin to what Denton said when he first started out of, uh, was it six months before you had closed your first deal, yep. is that it's not going to happen overnight. It's it's going, and, and every, the two things I would say, everybody and their cousin, you, you find that the when the real estate's good, like right now, the population of realtors, the headcount goes up huge. And then when we hit like hit the recession, I, I remember it went down to hardly anybody. So you've got to be able to uh, to weather the storm and the fact that, that it's not going to happen overnight. And you, even if you hit a couple of deals really early, you still got to wait for those deals to close or the leases to, you know, the people to move in. So, you know, if you're going from a steady paycheck where you get paid every month or every two weeks, you're going to have to prepare for, you know, months and sometimes years to build your book of business where you can make a steady paycheck. So, you know, that's why I said it was a side hustle when I first started and I was working for corporate America doing oil and gas. And on the weekends, the thing is I was making more on the weekends, finding people leases and selling a couple of my younger friends' houses than I was working in corporate America with a graduate degree. And so I, I, I said, Hey, look, you know what? I want to try to do this, which my dad, who was in real estate forever, thought was a really bad idea. <laughs> he was, he He's was like, not why would, you, why would you leave healthcare and 401k and oh, he was a, not a job? Happy. And I had a great job. Don't get me wrong. It's just one of those things that I, I think it was the entrepreneurial spirit that Lisa talked about that I just wanted to try it. And again, I, I probably would have had a fallback that I could have gone back into oil and gas. Uh, when I when I left oil and gas, it was just kind of, we just had September 11th. So mm -hmm. gas went from, you know, 12 bucks a barrel to hundred bucks a barrel. So the, that industry took off. And, you know, me, me having that epiphany, real estate was not doing well. So, <laughs> right. you know, I, like got, I got into wrong. it at the wrong time <laughs> right. in, in the early 2000s. But that being said, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. And, and uh, but yes, just, just be able to know that you're going to lose deals to people that have friends or family. You thought that they were your good friends or your good clients, but they feel sorry for people. I've had people tell me that, that you know, we've got to give it to our cousin or our niece uh, who just got in the real estate business, a, a listing uh, when I've been, they've been loyal clients for years just because she's not making any money and they feel bad for her. Well, th there's a reason why she's not making any money. She's either really new or she's <laughs> terrible at it. And I'm not saying that, that that's not okay. It's just, it's just one of those things. Don't ever expect, uh, that you're going to be getting that, uh, business. So I think Sean used to really early, early on, Sean used to get his feelings hurt because we, sure. you know, he would have friends mm -hmm. that you just assume, of course, you're going to use me to buy and sell your house. I'm your friend, you know? But everybody has someone they know who's a realtor. And so it's like they're always fighting for business. So I think that was 
that was kind of hard for you to first realize that, okay, you actually have to go out and maybe prospect beyond the scope of just your friends. Right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, I'll completely echo everything he just said. Um, but when you first get in, I would say training. Mm-hmm. You got to get trained. Sure. Just go in and get training. Um, seconds. But do you feel like that's classroom training? I think it's real world. So a lot if of we times dive too. super into it, right? Uh, the the best way would be kind of a mentor live action training. That's a great idea. Right. But how many? That's not available to everybody. I understand. That is true. But. At any rate, training, I mean, I'm not saying go to YouTube and just watch training videos, but if that's all you can do, do that at minimum. But find a company, find uh, a group. Uh, There's plenty of outside companies that do training for not only just real estate, but many sales type companies. Do that. It's the investment is in yourself. Sure. You got to do that. Um, And then the one thing I failed at is start becoming systematic on how you do your business. Uh, As much as I like to just run it. It gets tiring eventually when you're like, gosh, I got to do this all over again, right? Whenever you could have had to put a simple system in place and it would increase what I talked about earlier, your efficiency of just getting something done. Right. right? So just kind of put some systems in place. And then back to kind of what you said, Sean, at first, you got to surround yourself with the right people, right? There's a lot of people doing business, what I consider the, not my personal way of doing it. Uh, and also uh, not the best way of doing it. Right. Some I know there's a lot of people that take advantage of other people. And I just think you got to surround yourself with the right person, right. right mentor, right company. Right. That's big or small. It doesn't matter. Lisa, talk about being married to an entrepreneur. OK, where do we start? With? We'll start with business. Don't talk about me personally. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the don't talk about my flaws. <laughs> right. Um, no. Um, so being married to someone who is a business owner, I think has. I think it has a lot of benefits, um, especially having young kids. Um, you know, the phone, I love it, but it's a curse mm-hmm. because, you know, your kids don't understand that when you're here looking at your phone and you're actually working, they're like, look at me. What, you know, I'm here. Look at me. Um, so I, I do, but I do love the fact that, it, you know, you can put it away and you can focus on your kids um, and you don't have, he doesn't have a boss that he has to answer to. You know, if I'm like, Sean, you know, I have this meeting, I have to do this. You know, can you take the kids here? He can because he's his own boss. You know, he can, he can call the shots. I think what is scary is that he can call the shots and he's responsible for his success or failure. Um, and other people that work for him, he's responsible for giving out their paychecks as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of pressure. Um, but I think the, the overall benefit is, is so much better than, um, than the negatives of it. Um, the upside. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think part of you're able to do it because you grew up with a family that was entrepreneurial. You saw how they did it. Um, and I think, I think it's been, it's been a good struggle. It's yeah. been a, it's been a positive struggle for sure. Well, yeah. you guys are setting yourself up for success, which is great. That's the hard part. Cause it's like, there's such an upside to it, but being the spouse, like we see how hard they work to get where they're going. And I don't think sometimes that's always appreciated or known. Um, and then you kind of see like the struggle that they go through every day when they're coming home and they're stressed out. And, and also our phones are ringing, right? Because we're kind of a 24 hour attorney line right. for, for the company as well. And so 
um, yeah, being able to understand that. But I think that's the beauty of us both being in the industry. Like we laugh about it, but we're also talking about real estate all, all day, every day, right? Even at night, we're, yeah. we're talking questions and the market. And I can understand a lot that he does on a daily basis because I am in the industry. Um, and I feel like we're both kind of, I guess, more lenient about the phone ringing on the weekends and stuff just because we're, we're in it as well. So Right. But I think that success is also built from a mentality that you don't quit. You figure it out. Yeah. I mean, you, nobody's going to feel sorry for you if you lose a deal or things aren't going well. You have to figure it out as, a, as an entrepreneur or a leader of a team or a broker, whatever it is. And, and you know, quitting is not an option. I mean, or, or you know, and in, the, in our case, changing careers at this juncture in our lives may, it may not be an option. So it's one of those things that, you know, nobody, you got you to gotta figure it out on your own. So... So tell me, where do you guys see yourself in 10 years? Um, I hope, uh, Hopefully together. That's, right. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We can read each other. No, no. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I, I still see as, I mean, I honestly, I'll be in my mid 50s. So I, I've still got a couple years left in me. But, I don't uh, more than that. I, I know. But, uh, I always joke with Sean. I'm like, Sean, I, I don't care what age you are. Like, you're never going to retire. Like, you're just not. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, but I know? think that we would, we're going to have to scale it back for the amount of time and effort and, I think that'd be and, your goal. and stress level. It's mm -hmm. just, it's not good for anybody to go through. I mean, I am a, especially with the property management and having to be accountable for 800 something different, you know, doors uh, as far as HOAs and stuff like that is that I'm a constant complaint desk. I always refer, refer, refer to Best Buy as when you try to take something back that you know maybe unpackaged and open and, and they tell you no, you're the worst person in the world. But when you say yes, oh, you're the greatest guy in the world. So you know, I gotta be on many cases, I try to do my best to be a yes man, but at the same time, it's just, it's, you can't, you can't uh, there, there's, there's a fuller scope of like you know, running properties and, and selling real estate and stuff like that that you've got to tell people no sometimes. So you got to be, you got to be, you got to man up sometimes and tell people no. But, but uh, ten years, I yeah. yeah, still see it. I just, I would say it's going to be in a capacity of somebody else is probably going to be running it, and I'll just be in a capacity to oversee that. So. And your kids will be getting to the age where they're going to be. You're going to be in nester. They're or starting there. They'll be in college, both of them. Yeah. Hopefully, God. <laughs> God <laughs> They may still be living at home. Who knows? That's all right. Our younger one may be running his own podcast. Just have to keep, yeah, <laughs> build a guest house or something. Right. No, we will. Gosh, at that point, we will have. Both in college, hopefully. Yeah. Wow. What about you guys? 10 years. Go, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm interested to hear this answer, actually. Well, I think it's still running. Uh, my organization It's just expanded into multiple different markets. You know, I, I do understand completely the stress from the day to day. And I think that's the biggest thing about managing and leading people is one of my mentors, Gary Keller said, you can have as many businesses as you want. You can own as many businesses as you want, as long as you have the right person running it, yeah. right? The model itself, right? We all know there's great models to take restaurants, right? We all know that a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A works, right? I mean, there's thousands of proofs that it works. But if you put a bad person in that system, they can easily run down a simple, not simple, but easy uh, model system for running a restaurant, right? So for me, I think it's just getting in relationship with even more and more people over the next 10 years to either do some type of business with them or expand out uh, the company business with them. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Right. The goal eventually is to have an organization that helps uh, thousands of families a year buy, sell, or invest in real estate. 
right so we continue our investing we also do that as yeah well, i mean personally so. for sure uh i you know i made a joke not a joke i just said i wanted i would love to own a thousand doors yeah you, you can manage you, them all you can manage them all this is a perfect relationship we'll build Hopefully our portfolio that like we'll money, hand it over like, to you like a lot of work no, i'm joking uh, no I no would, we can I, work out a I way to be, manage it together you know, about I'd be that happy absolutely we would we would bring on um, a consultant like hey we need your help yeah. No, I think, you know, for us, building wealth is huge, not just for us, but for our kids, you know, being able to spend more time for, with them in the future and travel and, um, you know, just be there for, because ours yeah. will be, what, 14 and 11. So we're right in the thick of things, right. playing sports and. Yeah, we're reading a book right now that we don't have to dive too much in it, but it's a book written by Tom Wilwright called Tax-Free Wealth. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Super and, important. Uh, I was able to get some time with him directly. Uh, and also some time in the future where we can do a lot of Q&A, just asking some questions. Yeah, about it. which we will be having topics on our podcast about that, building yeah. wealth, tax-free tax benefits for yeah. agents, yeah. things like that. Um, and for me personally, doing more charitable work, I have a nonprofit that we started a couple years ago that benefits foster kids, children in the foster system. So focusing more on that as well. And I'm sure we'll still be working at lawyers. Right. So no word, no word. once you're and in, you're fun, in. Yeah. For passion project, I like to own my own gun range. Well, let's talk about that. So what do you guys do for fun outside of your kids' activities? What do you do? You know, golf. So what do you do? I, I, so I'm still semi-active. So I played football. So I had my, uh, in college and I'm still banged up from that. Uh, I would just, that just speaks to how slow I was on the football field. Like I hit a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but so I had my, my, my first hip surgery last year and had it replaced. I've got to have another one this year. So my, my days of sports are coming to an end. I still try to play tennis recreationally. Uh, that's, that's kind of my one outlet for sports or, or walking, which is super fun. Uh, but, uh, uh, I do like philanthropically because I don't get paid. Uh, I, I have a setup that we did for my tailgate, uh, for the football games. And we do like, uh, we do like free music for events for the kids, like little DJ stuff. And, uh, I was Sean. waiting for yeah. DJ, DJ Sean, Sean to come out. Yeah. I've been yeah, waiting on uh, this. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, I, I, and I've had a ton of people ask if I could play their kids' birthday parties. Nice. <laughs> and, and there you I, go. I wonder, I always plan. wonder if they think that like, God, man, he's really struggling financially <laughs> to like, he's out there DJ and parties. But no, you know what? It was one of those things and it's, it's a pain in the rear to set up. And honestly, I've had to spend more money because I have to, you know, find trailers to house all right. this stuff. Uh, and, it's a, it's but long story short, it is, uh, it's, 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 I love music to begin with. He's I always love music. I don't have a lick of music ability to play it, but I, as far as uh, instruments or singing, that's out of the, that's out. No, I don't... but if you could, if he could like pick any job out of the world and just do that all day, every day, you would be a DJ. I think that it would get old after, you know, playing the, somebody's <laughs> bar mitzvah or like 60th birthday. <laughs> you hear the Beach Boys <laughs> for the 50th time. I, nobody wants to hear that. Like, so I think you would be, you know, I think it's fun because I do it once every quarter, yeah. or, you know, once a month maybe. But like Fourth of July, we're doing somebody's parade, and it's for the for the Lakewood community uh, of Dallas. And so or we did it for a dad's group last week. We had a, a, a cornhole tournament, and then before that, we had a kid with cancer that like you know needed a was having a party and stuff like that. So again, it is uh, that's my. Uh, Thing I like side to do hustle. music, Passion my side. But no, 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 it's not a hustle. hustle. It's a hustle, but it's <laughs> right. not. Yeah, that's it's a free hustle. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about you guys? No, what about well, you? Well, you didn't I even tell really, us what you like. To do. I honestly, if I have an hour of time during the day, I do yoga. Like that is my. Nice. Picking up tennis. I do. I've started. I'm trying to pick up tennis. Yeah, it's okay. 
But I really do enjoy yoga. Like that is my mental relaxation. I feel good about myself when I walk out. So I try to do that. That's kind of my, my thing. Your jam. Yeah. What about you guys? Well, we have lots of hobbies. I yeah, feel like well, now um, the biggest, we used to have a lot more time vacations. for hobbies. Traveling. We travel a lot. Um, and it's usually a very active uh, vacation. Yes. Like that skiing. never lets me relax. We either snowboard, we golf, we go, go, go. Golf. The whole time we're on vacation. Never take a beach trip with this guy. Because you'll get up day two and he's like, what are we going to do today? I'm like, I'm going to lay by that pool again, by that swim-up we're bar. We're, we're loungers. And he's like, no, we're not. We're going golfing. We're going ziplining. What are we going to do? Do you want to learn how to surf? I'm like, I, I struggle don't. sitting still for okay. longer than 30 minutes. Well, that's okay. Um, so this is, like so we're coming something. up on the timeline yeah, we're, now. We're getting close. Um, well, most recently, we've taken up shooting. Yep. Um, we're pretty into year. pretty into guns, so that's um, fun. And even want to maybe take like just some uh, competition type shooting. Yeah, right. Oh, that's awesome. So if Denton could have one job, it would be to be John Wick. How do you know I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen the rifle um, performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. So no, maybe... we like doing. We like doing. I think with from a very simple. Example, anything that kind of gets our competitive juices going. Yeah. Sports wise or anything like that, we really enjoy. Yeah. That's great. Like Sean, you had, we have a, we have a. Yeah. Sean's athlete. I played baseball yeah. in college. We can, we've retired from co-ed softball because he can't keep his shoulder in socket right. anymore. Yeah. So oh. we've had to pick other things, but. It's not fun. Yeah. Getting old. Yeah. Do you want to play the who, who yeah. is it who, game? Who is it? Okay. So we're going to take turns asking questions and you just point to the spouse that you think it applies to. Okay, you start, Lisa. Who spends a longer amount of time getting ready for a night out? Whatever. Are you are you pointing I or no? Yeah, I'm sorry, my oh. account. <laughs> Fake news. That's not true. Who's more likely to make the bedroom floor their personal laundry basket? <laughs> not true. No, yeah, we'd be killing it on the dating game right <laughs> now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you definitely point, would. Okay. Oh, for two. Who's who's more likely to leave dishes in the sink? Easy. For sure, me. I don't like it. Uh, who do you trust more behind the wheel? He's don't you dare him, point really at yourself. <laughs> Let's get, okay. Let's look at cars. Uh, that is the thank good. you. Um, this one's totaled two vehicles since we've been together, and our son calls them out. So when we pick Nash up from daycare, he'll be like, "Mom, today someone honked at Dad on the highway." I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. "What did Dad do?" He's like, "He, you know." I'm like, "Didn't what? Yeah, yeah." Okay, um, where are we? Who uh, takes up more than half of oh. the bed? Yeah. You for sure. Yeah, I kind of disagree. She she unknowingly <laughs> likes to spread out, and then she gets all upset. <laughs> Who takes the longest showers? Me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Uh, who walks the dog or takes care of the pets? You take care of the pets, but, but I walk. walk I walk them. Fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we have fifty fifty for, for us too. Who is more of a clean freak? Neither one of us are My car? 50-50. The house? Our, our yeah. The car. Yeah. Oh, the car. I have more stuff sure. clean, technically, yeah. but yeah. We're not <laughs> clean. Lisa throws her We're not, her we're not neat by any means over mm -hmm. here. Who snores the loudest? Oh, that's easy. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you snore like a man. He says I snore, <laughs> but I... But we got English Bulldogs, so she's Now covered. they snore the loudest. Yeah. Oh, man. And they sleep in the... Uh, who spends more time on social media? <sighs> yeah, I think you do. You think? Yeah. I mean, all you see is you watching videos on your phone all the time. I guess that's not. Maybe that's YouTube. I feel like that's. Social I mean, that's media. technically social media too. But who exercises the most? Oh, you. Yeah, for sure. Who replaces the toilet paper roll? 
Why are you rolling me? your eyes? Wait a minute. Well, I mean, it runs out. Yeah, this right. magic fairy just right. replaces it every time, right? Right. right. Um, not true. There's been a couple times you forgot to, and that's been a, a issue. couple <laughs> times in our 20 years. <laughs> because I don't look what I guess I expected. <laughs> the fairy, the toilet fairy, uh, paper fairy. Like, I thought it's like there, the pizza and box. Then you realize after you've gone to the bathroom, that <laughs> it's that's, like the that's pizza box, right? Check. Right. It disappears. Just All right. Just a, just we got a, a couple yeah. more. We got a couple more. Okay. Who has the better playlist? I'm going to say Sean out of everyone here. We'll just point at him. Okay. Let me ask this one too, because this applies to y'all. Who is a better shot? Ooh. Depends on what you're shooting. Pistol? Also true. Pistol? So, like, close range, he's your guy. I got to say, I like... took Lisa hunting when we first started dating, <laughs> and she shot a deer, and it went down. So, she's, like, one hey. for one. Yeah, she's, like, never again. It got up and ran off, so I don't know where but she hit it. But still, you hit it. She That's... totally did. Or I scared it. Really it yeah. Whatever it was. But I it... mean, but I she's... feel like we're probably better rifle shots. Long it's like... rifle. Yeah, she can keep more steady and still. Like if there's a zombie apocalypse, you need someone to sit on your roof. Like I'm your girl. Okay, and for you competitive people. Yes. Oh, who's a better athlete? Oh, <laughs> you're gonna lie. You, even your friends say that's not true. You're a better baseball player. Overall athlete. <laughs> you're a better overall athlete. Oh, well, there you go. go. See. There you go. Well, I think we're we're yeah. out of time. I feel like we could have talked to you guys for a long time. Subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. So check us out. Um, subscribe, like, share this. Um, we're gonna have some really cool topics coming up. So we appreciate you watching. Absolutely. And tell we'll... us who your favorite person is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can you comment below? Is that a thing? Yeah. Co <laughs> comment below your favorite person on the show. My, my kids saying that. Comment, Comment below. below. Um, and send us some feedback. Send us some topics you'd like us to cover. Um, we're always open to that. You can connect with us on Facebook. How can we find you guys if anyone wants to find you guys? Yeah. Um, my website is uh, darexp.com. Uh, and then, I mean, if anybody wants to call, 214-718-3854. Give me the cell phone number. Yeah. Uh, MustangRealty.com. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Google you? You can Google. You can try to. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> you, might, you, might not, you might not like what you find on there. <laughs> right. Well, this has been fun. I'm so glad we, yeah. we got to sit down and talk to you guys. Thanks for having us. <laughs> is it, so what's, what's the answer to our question? Is it worse to be married to an attorney or a real estate broker? What do you think? <laughs> what you say, Sean? I said it depends on what she looks like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I and think that's we're done. <laughs>